good people happy wednesday this is jay-z bringing you your dose of the midweek muscle happy wednesday middle of the week hump day back at it except for it's a little bit of a different type of grind right uh man um sorry i'm coming to you a little bit late this morning but uh let's give it up for mitchell brown last week that boy coat uh (laughs) good people it was great i smiled i cheesed i reminisced it was awesome i I, just hearing the conversation it was just awesome so mitchell brown thank you you always have a home here at the midweek muscle so thank you so much for that you can't hear my little clap but it's happening um don't know what don't know what i'm talking about Okay, no problem. Last week, the Midweek Muscle and Mitchell Brown, the host of the Hood Loves Me podcast, we sat down for a little bit of a collaboration, an interview, if you will, and it was fire, to say the least. So if you haven't had a chance to go and listen to it, last week's episode, season four, episode five, Quarantine Chronicles with Mitchell Brown, go check it out. Um, and, and it may be helpful. It might put a smile on your face. So there you have it. Um, if this is your first time, thank you for stopping by. This podcast was created to give peaceful and positive perspective to help you get over the head and heart issues that can hold you back or hold you up. So whether it be personal, professional, or relational, you know, uh, this podcast was created to inspire us in the most vulnerable of places when we're facing some of those challenging things. So, um, thank you for lending me your ear this week. Uh, you know, it doesn't, it's, it's not on me to take that lightly for you to be joining us and giving us a little bit of your time, effort, and energy. So for that, I really, really thank you. So, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. So, um, all right, good people, let's get in, let's get into it. Um, I'm a little late today because, you know, it's finals week. I'm in grad school. I'm trying to finish this last segment out as strong as I can. I have finals this week and then I have 10 more weeks to go and then I graduate. Uh, So it's finals week. Uh, I actually do have a family member who has coronavirus. Uh, My daily walk yesterday included a dog attack. And to top it off, um, you know, I had some nice solid parenting issues, but not with my kid with uh with the other parent making a two-person decision solo and without being the primary caregiver so yeah so that was that was a little bit of what was on my plate but to break it down um i i I, I, the homie dropped a couple tears yesterday like i had a little thug cry that came out (laughs) but 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 no on a serious tip it was very uh yesterday was very trying for you know, on so many different levels and just, just to be clear and just to be real and just to be vulnerable with even sharing my experience of being in quarantine is just some, some things are just out of your control. And so, you know, just 
reeling it back in really quick to to share was what it really looks like. You know, my grandmother who lives in Chicago, uh, she is the one who has COVID and she's 80 years old and she is pushing strong, but it's, it's, it's a really sad situation because her like millions of others are, are, or thousands of others. I don't really know the number, but like so many people, you can't even get to them. Um, and they need support and they need a strong will to be able to fight this thing, but there's nothing that any of us can do. Like, even if we were to travel up there, we wouldn't be able to gain access to her so she could see her family loves her. And I think that's, what's the, that's the, one of the hardest things about this whole process is that you have to love from afar and that's really hard to do. Um, you know, I usually take a walk switching gears. I usually take a walk every day with uh, my mom and dad and my son and my dog. You know, it's a, it's, we've been together for quarantine. I asked my parents to, you know, hang out with us for a little bit so I can run their errands. It makes it a little bit easier for uh, me to help them do some things. So, you know, we've been together during this quarantine and I try to get them out for walks in the morning and and yesterday, a dog completely jumped over the fence and came charging. It was a family of pit bulls. And one of the pit bulls completely jumped the fence and just straight charged all of us. And it was scary. But my dog, as old as he is, he's 12 years old. He's a lab Rottweiler mix. He uh, he stood up tall. I had to drop the leash because I didn't want to get bit. Um, but I also didn't want to like impede on nature because, you know, all the dog wanted to do was charge my dog because we're in his territory. Um, and so I said, if I, if I, if I try to pull my dog away, that's my human interaction interfering with a wildlife situation. I'm going to mess this up. So I dropped the leash of my dog and I let him do his dog business. And so his back stood up, all the hairs on all parts of his body just flared out. There was like some fluid that came flying out of his butt. It was, it was bad. It was scary. Um, and, uh, you just, you just heard this now and he has, mind you, he has a gentle leader, which is like a muzzle type of strap around his mouth. So if the dog would have tried to bite, I don't know that Polo would have been able to like defend himself in that way. So he used every little bit of like, I guess, animal nature stuff he had. And I'm watching from afar in terror. My mom is screaming. I'm like trying to call him with commands and he's just doing his thing. And then all of a sudden the dog stops. He stops charging. He stops barking. And he, after that, uh, my dog Polo, he walks towards me. And we were able to, I was able to grab his leash and then walk away. And it was just in that moment. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to bury my dog today. But I didn't have to because the natural order of things happened and he was able to walk away without a dog fight. And I was just thinking like pit bulls that when they bite, they don't let go. But at the same time, I just had to let it be what it was. It was out of my control. So I, so I, I'm super happy that I still have a dog with me and that he's still, <laughs> that he's still moving and, and we know just not to walk that way anymore. Uh, but that was a little bit traumatic for me. Um, okay. And then shifting one more years, you know, the parenting thing. Oh my gosh, it's a daily thing. Uh, but it's really hard to support, um, you know, your kiddos when their adults do self-image altering things like 
perm his hair without talking to you about it? Yes. Yes. Totally happened. Um, and yes, it's just hair and I shouldn't be all worked up about it. It's just hair. Um, but it's not, you know, I, I, I don't know. It's, we can take this into so many things, but it's not just hair for, for, for him. It's self-image. It's acceptance. It's being good enough as you are. Like these are things that a nine-year-old will have to grapple with as they are getting older. Um, and have a parent say, you know, boom, we're going to make this change because you're not identifying with yourself. Like that's okay. And then to not include the other parent, you know, I'm a little worked up about it. And so my ability to like stand up for what changes that were, were not going to happen was removed. And I felt a little jarred by that. So, uh, again, things are happening and they're out of your control. Uh, so I feel like it's all the things, right? (laughs) I feel like it's all of the things, but here's, here's one thing that I do know. I feel like it's all the, all the things, but all it is, is emotions. All that I'm feeling are just emotions, right? And I heard this sermon this weekend online, of course, uh, that it it just kind of stuck out to me. And I, and I wrote it down that emotions are not God, but they are good. And I, and I just had to, you know, sit with that for a little bit. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm driving with that. I can do that. And, and, and really, truly the meaning is that they, they can indicate emotions can indicate that something is up, something, something's going on. Um, but reactions or decision-making with them can throw you into more damage control. And, and that's the thing that I think we often try to avoid, but it's important to know that anytime you make an emotionally charged decision, there's always more damage control that has to be done on the back end. Um, and so if we're trying to avoid doing the damage control, we have to really remove the emotion. Um, I used to struggle with this in, in the, the boardrooms and in, in business decisions. And when someone said something that was very fiery towards me, I would be emotional. Like, I feel like you're attacking me. And they said, no, you just have to remove the emotion when making some decisions. And so, you know, it was a, it was a process that sometimes I just had to learn how to work through. And it's challenging for me as an emotional person. Um, but when somebody makes you mad and they know they're about to make you mad, and then somebody tells you to remove the emotion. You ain't trying to hear none of that, <laughs> right? You're not trying to hear it. So again, uh, I, I just feel like in this quarantine, I'm convinced, and this is just, these are just my feelings. This is just me, that this quarantine, all it's done was magnify a person's sort of outlook or a person's demeanor on how they do life. And, and maybe this is a rash statement, but follow me real quick. If, if a person's fight was sloppy before quarantine, it's definitely sloppy in execution now. Uh, when I say sloppy, just sloppy in execution, sloppy in following through, sloppy with how they prepare things, sloppy with how they put themselves together, sloppy with how they approach certain situations or if they left trails of 
of, of, of just not doing a good job. If it was sloppy before, it's really sloppy now. And again, I'm in different circles in different places with different people on Zoom meetings <laughs> that indicates this on a daily and weekly basis. And so at first I thought like, ooh, maybe this is just, you know, what I'm observing because of COVID. But now it's like, no, I noticed signs before then, but I just can never put my finger on it. Um, if someone's fight was apathetic before quarantine is definitely questionable in quarantine. Like if there's an apathetic approach to life, like, you know, I think that it just enhances or magnifies what we're, what we're actually feeling. If, if someone's fight was for love or control or any sort of intangible in a relationship, or any sort of intangible of that sort, love, control, acceptance, etc. The focus on these things have really turned up. And 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 here's the one that gets me. If your fight was to stay busy and productive, you've become busier in this quarantine. And that's what I struggle with. You know, like I've always uh, fought to be a productive person, no matter what the situation was. But what I'm finding in this quarantine is that my, my notion to try to get things complete has amplified. So I'm not exempt from this either. I'm just calling it out. And I think that's the hardest part of where we are is sometimes it's hard to call out things that you may observe or that may hurt people's feelings. And it's not that I want to hurt anyone's feelings. It's just that, again, like we said in the last week, I think you have to get real with where you are. And part of getting real with where you are is understanding that what has magnified in this process, what has magnified since I've been on lockdown, what is magnified since I haven't been able to go with friends and be with people I enjoy being with or doing things I enjoy doing on a regular basis or spending money that I want to spend on a regular basis. If my fight was to look the newest and the flyest, I'm probably sitting behind a computer trying to find the newest and the flyest and just spending loads and loads of money and having gifts and boxes and boxes and boxes and still feeling some level of unfulfilled. I don't know what that looks like for every person, but I know that each and every one of us are not exempt from something that has magnified. So, so in short, a lot of it is emotional and the emotional things have magnified, which aren't good. Uh, and, and so while we've been in a space to, you know, sit alone with our thoughts and our feelings, we've also been in a space to question or rethink things like, wow, maybe I shouldn't do this because of COVID. And that, and that's something that I'm going to say is not entirely true. Yes, we've all been asked to shut down for a little bit. Maybe this shutdown is what you needed because life was out of control for a little bit. Maybe this shutdown was what you needed because you were go you were burning the candle at both ends and you didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe you were juggling balls in the air and you could very much see that they were all going to come crashing down. So maybe the shutdown is what you needed. Maybe the shutdown is not what you needed because you just stepped into a new role, a new position, a new business and it's now been shut down. And so you don't even know how it's going to stay afloat now. Um, so again, the shutdown has done a number of things for many of us in different ways, but maybe the thought process behind, maybe I shouldn't do this because of COVID. Maybe that's not entirely true. Um, 
And here's where I go with this. I, I do believe that there's a natural order of things. And um, there, uh, the conspiracy theorist in me feels like COVID is not necessarily a natural thing or an order of things. Uh, I don't know if it's even a natural order of things, but... I do know that in order to survive any system change, that that you must literally be dynamic enough to supersede constraints, supersede conditions, and supersede time and space. Wait, what the bleep? Right, follow me, just track with me for a little bit. You have to be creative and innovative enough to elevate your mindset or your microsystem, which are your internal, the thing that's closest to you, your self-talk, your self-esteem, your self-image, your mindset, the things that are internal, the things that are within you. You have to be creative and innovative enough to elevate your mindset or your microsystem to protect yourself and to keep fulfilling your purpose as opposed to having the chrono system or the external or the brutality or the injustice or the illness or the lies or the cheating or the scandal or the way of how things are happening outside of your microsystem externally from you to affect your ability to innovate, create, evolve, educate or elevate your mind, body, and spirit. Again, I'll say this again. You have to be creative and innovative enough to elevate your microsystem, to protect yourself, to keep fulfilling your purpose, as opposed to having the chrono system or all of the externals affect you from your ability to elevate and innovate and being creative from doing your life's work. You were here, you were sent here to do. Of course, peacefully and productively. You know, that's my plug. Um, and, and so while we sit here and we think of all the things or all the reasons we shouldn't do something because we've been shut down from COVID, one thing I challenge you with is to think of the ways in which, man, what has been made aware uh, what has been brought to your awareness because of COVID or what is, is this, is this truly a denial or is this just saying delay your process until you find that niche, until you find that innovative plug that helps you truly stand out and be unique? Because one thing that we know about the evolution of things is that the things that do not adapt and evolve are the things that won't survive. And the same is true for animals and humans and businesses and systems and things. And so if your system didn't have the right plug, maybe, you know, again, if, if your business has been shut down, it's a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. One thing we're trying to work on is how do we keep it afloat? But how do we get creative and innovative enough to keep it going? If you haven't quite started yet, again, terrible, terrible thing. Uh, as far as like, man, uh, your morale and your confidence to move forward. But how can you create that one extra layer of innovative and creativity to help 
maintain your relevancy in what you were set here to do. And so, yes, it may not be a great idea to go out and open something new or to go out and take on a whole bunch of new uh, credit or debt or what have you. It may not be a great idea. It might be a great idea for you. I don't know your situation better. You know your situation better than anyone else, but it may not be a great idea to go and open a storefront right now today or a daycare or a center, right? Brand new opening center. Maybe that's not the greatest idea right now, but that does not mean you have to be out of business. And I'll just leave that right there. I think we're all in a space where there's emotional things happening. It's been professionally and personally taxing on all of us. And it's easy to think that, man, maybe I shouldn't do this because of COVID. That's a very natural and, and, and real way to think of it. I get it. But one thing that I do know is that you didn't come this far to only get this far. And because of that, maybe we have to figure out how to elevate and be adaptable beyond the system so we can continue to be relevant and do the work we were sent here to do. Good people, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you made it this far, you made it through the entire cast. I really, really thank you. Um, if you. If this wasn't for you, don't be hoarders of good information. We all know somebody that could use a good word. My simple ask is that if you know someone that could have enjoyed this message today, please share it with them. Uh, please rate, like, and subscribe on however you decide to listen to your podcast. Um, I'm always working on this end. So I always take recommendations or topics. Please send them my way, jz at themidweekmuscle.com. Or you can find me on any of the social media profiles at themidweekmuscle. And of course, as always, let's try to do the best that we can do every single time we get together, every single week we get together to get us through the hump of the week, but also to, to figure out what sort of ways can we re-innovate ourselves or our mindsets or the things that we do for work or business to keep ourselves relevant and keep us doing the work that we feel is purposeful work, because there's some amazing purposeful work that's happening out here and COVID didn't stop them. Thank you so much, guys. I'll talk to you later. And again, thank you. And uh, uh, this time, same time next week, hopefully much earlier than now. And uh, until then, let's make it a great week. And as always, let's go.